want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Amen. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Lord, every critical spirit be bound and be stilled. We release freedom. We release the power and the presence of God in this place. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We will continue with our theme, Turn It Around. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, turn it around. Turn it around. Praise God. Life comprises of challenges, hurdles, obstacles, and opportunities. Whether you are in the business field or whether you are in the ministry, regardless of what realm that God has placed you in, you will find doors of opportunities opening for you. At the same time, you will also find seasons where obstacles come right before you. Sometimes the obstacles are larger than life itself. And when such obstacles come in our path, it seems as if you and I would not be able to achieve the goals, reach the destiny that is before us. And quite often, obstacles have and can dampen our spirits. The spirits that are supposed to soar into new heights. The spirits that God wants us to rise quite often can be dampened by the obstacles that comes in our lives. 
when it does happen, when those obstacles come, we as God's children, we cannot just back off, praise God, but trusting in the grace of God, we press forward. And this morning I'm reminded from a scripture from both the Old and the New Testament. From the Old is the words of David. He says, by my God, I shall charge against these troops. By my God, I shall charge against these troops. By my God, I shall scale these walls. Regardless of how thick the troops are, with God on your side, you can charge against them. Praise the Lord. Regardless of how high the walls are, with God on your side, you can scale any walls. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there are times when God gives you the strength to scale the walls regardless of its height. Sometimes God can also make sure that those walls will crumble before you like the walls of Jericho. Praise God. Coming to the New Testament, Paul's words, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. It's not my strength, but his strength working in me, which enables me to do all things. Praise God. So when obstacles comes before you, praise God, you and I ought to be assured of the fact that Christ in you, Christ with you, Christ for you, would enable you to overcome every obstacle. This morning, are you looking at an obstacle? If you are, I want you to tell you from God's word, as you gaze at your obstacles, look for an opportunity in there. Praise the Lord. What do you see this morning? Obstacles or opportunity? Do you see opportunity in obstacles? Paul was in prison. But he is saying that with the help of God, he could turn things around. So you and me this morning, we can turn things around with the grace of God and the power of God. Last week, we talked about these things. So we want to move forward. You and I are in a season when there is so much hopelessness. Can be as hopeless. Or the, the, the situation can be as, as hopeless as it was for Paul. You and I are in a lockdown situation. Well, things are opening up for us, praise God. Paul was literally in a lockdown. We said chains that was on Paul were clanging chains. Chains that made music for worship. Chains that was on Paul, it was crumbling chains as they worshipped in the jail in Philippi. It came down. But here, the chains did not come down. It was a clinging chain. I don't know what season you are in, whether your chains are confining you, 
are clinging on to you or whether you are able to use the clinging chains as clanging chains or whether the chains are going to crumble for you or not. God's word tells us that you by the power of God can turn things around. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What was the method Paul used? Number one, we said the witness of Christ as personal savior. See, the Bible says, Paul starts by saying, you know, I want you to know. You and I need to know what is it that we can share with people and what we can withhold. Praise God. Paul is saying, I want you to know what happened to me. What happened to him, not just a part of it, but he's giving them an insight what's happening through him. Not only what happened to him, but what's happening through him. You and I, when we allow God to work in our lives, the world around us can know what happened to us, but it doesn't stop there. Praise God. You and I can choose the world to have an insight into our lives and allow the world to see what is happening in and through us. Praise God. A Christian is not confined by the circumstances. Even as the circumstances puts pressure upon us, Praise God. A child of God knows that God can use that same situation. The pressure that comes from the outside and the pressure that builds on the inside. God uses them to do something on the inside. And you can tell the world, I want you to know what God is doing in me and through me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Chain to the gods. Paul sends out a word to the church. And his word is ringing out this morning, even in Cornerstone Church. The impact of the work that God can do in us and through us is so Praise God. You and I are limited beings, but the work of God that God does in us cannot be withheld, cannot be stopped, cannot be stalled, because the power that works in a believer is the Holy Spirit power, and what He works in us, praise God, can work through us. This is what Paul is saying. Listen, guys, I want you to know that what happened to me, praise God, it didn't stop with me. It did not stop me. Listen, what happened to me, it did not stop me, and it did not stop with me. Praise God. What does that mean? He says, you know, the bounds, the chains, God worked in me in so much that God started doing something through me. 
That's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The gospel that changes you and me. Praise God. When it is released from us. Hallelujah. When God uses us to release that same word that has transformed our lives, it can bring deliverance and transformation in the lives of people. And that's what happened. Personal witness, the witness of reality of God. Praise God. The world will know that you and I would not and did not crack simply because there is a God element in our lives. Praise God. We touched it, so I don't want to dwell on it. We want to move to the third part, which is the witness of character. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, every adverse situation in our lives creates an opportunity for the character in us to be unveiled. Listen. Every season, every adverse situation in our lives is an opportunity for the character in us to be unveiled. And quite often, we stumble when adverse situations come knocking at our door. We can become grumpy. We can become people who are murmuring. We can become people who throw in the towels and want to call it the quit. We can be, become people who go on strike. We can become people who want to stand for our rights. So many things. There are diverse response from us when we go through an adverse situations in our lives. And those responses from us, what it does is, it tells the world the person that you really are. Personality is what we do when everyone is watching. Character is who we are and what we do when no one is watching. I want to read out a quotation. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are while your reputation is merely what others think you are. John Wooden. I'm going to read that again. This is a quote. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are, while your rep reputation is merely what others think you are, end quote. And so from time to time, our character is revealed. And when Christ-like character is revealed, praise God, it draws people So regardless of what season you are in, tell God, Lord, help me that Christ-like character will be revealed. Praise God. In Paul's life, the Christ character was revealed through, during his incarceration. Praise God. During his confinement, the Christ
Christ-like character was revealed. And it had such an influence. And the scope of influence, praise God, the sphere of influence day by day, it continued to increase. And this is what God expects from every Christian. Praise God. The light that he has ignited in you, praise God. He wants it to shine each day brighter through your situation, through the season that you are in, so that Christ will be glorified. Praise God. Now look at this. How do you turn things around? What was the method that Paul used? Number one, the witness of a personal Savior, the witness of the reality of God, and then the witness of a Christ-like character through his life. Now, how do you turn it around? How do you turn it around? Sometimes, listen to this carefully, sometimes to turn it around, you yourself need to turn around. Did you get that? Sometimes, to turn your situation around, you yourself need to turn around. A Christian's life starts with a turn around. That's what repentance is. Turn around. Praise the Lord. And sometimes God, when he wants to work things in you to turn things around, you yourself, I myself, we would need to turn around. Praise the Lord. A moving vehicle, it's easier to turn it around versus a vehicle that is still. So God wants you to turn your situation, your adverse situation around. It is possible, number one, when you and I are willing to turn around. Praise God. Before we turn the situation around, God want, would want us to turn around. Turn around what? Praise God. Have a new mindset. Praise God. Have a new attitude. Praise God. Hallelujah. Have a new insight. Have a new foresight. So if I were or was a person who would look at obstacles and stand there not knowing what to do, God wants me to turn around in the sense that he wants me to have an insight. He wants me to have that perseverance. He wants me to have that patience. He wants to have, the, he wants me to have that character that would stand there and look through that obstacle and find a way that God can use to turn things around. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise. So it starts with self. Now, I want you to come with me. Verse 19. All right. How could he turn things around? Listen. Number one, self. Turn around. Number two. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. All right, this is good. Listen, guys. One is allow God to work in me. Number two, now he's saying, guys, I need you. 
Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I need you. Now, yeah, we need each other. Praise the Lord. He's saying, listen, I'm Paul. I'm the greatest apostle, but I need you. So regardless of who you are, what's your status, regardless of how high you have flowed, regardless of how high you're soaring in life, remember, we need one another. Praise God. Paul puts it like this. He says that, listen, through your prayer. You know what I'm saying? He says, you know, guys, I could turn things around. I'm turning things around through your support in prayer. Praise God. Intercession. Upholding each other in the arms of prayer. Carrying each other in your heart in prayer. Praise God. When you see a brother, a sister stalled, stuck in the mire, praise God. Lend him a hand of prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you see somebody with a flat, I'm not talking about a flat physical tire, but I'm talking about somebody who is stalled, you and I can lend him what? A prayer support. That's why it's important that you plug in, plug in to a fellowship. Plug in to a group of people who seeks the face of the Lord. You can don't ever think that you can cut it by yourself. God has put us in a fellowship. God has put us in the body of Christ so that you and I can give a lending hand. Praise God. Paul was not embarrassed or ashamed to say that through your prayer. In other words, he's saying, I solicit your prayers. Praise God. Hallelujah. Church, I need your prayer. Praise God. Paul goes to the extent of saying that, you know, pray for me so that when I open my mouth, words can be given to me and I can minister effectively. Now, this, this principle applies in every realms of our lives. If you're a student, it applies. If you're a businessman, it applies. If you're in ministry, it applies. What? You and I need people who would back us up. People who will surround us with prayer. Why? Because prayer moves the wheels of God. Prayer, it, it oils the wheels of God's provision. Prayer moves the hand of God. Praise God. Prayer causes God to shake heaven and come down on your behalf. Praise God. The church found out when they prayed for Peter that God could do, praise God, hallelujah, supernatural things and get him out. 
You read the book of Acts, you see the power of prayer. So Paul is saying, I solicit your prayer. I need your prayer. Because of your prayer, I know that I'm going to be out of things and things will turn around. Prayer. Praise the Lord. The next thing, look. How do you turn it around? One, you turn yourself around. Number two, you turn around by prayer. Praise the Lord. Soliciting the prayers of people around you. So, no matter what season you are in right now, I want you to talk. I want you to share. Tell people to pray for you. It will make a difference. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't pray for yourself. And there are, you know, we live in a culture where, you know, what we do is every job here is doing what? What are they doing? Sending it offshore, right? You have people remotely working. Everything is sending offshore, sending it overseas. And sometimes believers can become like this. They don't want to pray. They want to employ others to pray. No. Praise the Lord. Others praying for you is not an excuse for you to stay away from prayer. Praise God. What you can achieve by yourself, prayer can do it, but be found in prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. What does that mean? Don't just pass the responsibility to someone else. But once you start praying, you solicit prayer. And I want to tell you, things will start moving for you. And you will turn things around for yourself. Praise the Lord. The next thing, I want to draw your attention. Look at verse 19, how Paul puts it. I love this. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. And the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Wow, 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 wow. Praise the Lord. You know, one prayer, I want your prayer. Number two, I know that there is a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, which would make me, which would enable me to turn it around. The supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Do you know what the Bible says? He gives the Spirit... In measure, what does it say? He gives the spirit without measure. Praise the Lord. So the supply of the spirit is not trickling, but the supply of the spirit God can send in you, through you, for you, in such an immense measure that it is mind-boggling. Praise the Lord. The supply of the Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. God's power can make any bad situation good. Praise God. God's power can make any situation that's looking hopeless its power can just turn things around for you and for me. Praise God. You doubt it? Look into the word of God. Holy Spirit can breathe life into any lifeless situation. So you look at yourself this morning and says, my situation looks lifeless. Praise God. I want to tell you, 
that the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ can turn things around for you this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. For God can breathe life into any breathless situation. Do you want an analogy from the scripture? Ezekiel 37. God took Ezekiel in the Spirit and brought him and put him in the midst of a valley full of dry bones. Praise God. God did not give him a bird's eye view. God wanted him to go down and inspect it one personally. Look at it closer. He was taken to the valley of the dry bones in the middle of the valley. And the Bible says he walked around and he inspected. And God asked him a question. Son of man, tell me, do you think that his bones would live? Hopeless, lifeless situation. Praise God. Hallelujah. The prophet did not say yes or no. The prophet says, you know it. When God decided to do something, God decided in that exercise to use this prophet. Praise God. Sometimes, praise the Lord, God can use us. Praise God. In that situation, he can use us as an instrument to bring life into lifeless situation by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, you look at the cross and look at the tomb. Look at the cross and look at the tomb. It reminds of an impossible situation. It reminds of a situation which was written off. The situation was dead, done, finished, finished for good. But God's power, praise God, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. What God did was he turned the ruins, the ruins in, as it's seen on the cross, as it's seen on the tomb, Praise God. He turned the ruins into a cradle of salvation. Praise God. You know, don't underestimate the power of God. The steady supply of the Spirit. Don't underestimate it. Praise God. He can turn a lifeless, hopeless, ruined situations of life. He can make it a cradle of salvation. He can make a beginning out of the end. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You look at the word that God gives Zechariah. God tells them, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord, this mountain shall be removed. Praise God. Zechariah is standing before a stalled project. Praise God. A stalled project. Maybe you are in a situation where you're standing before a stalled project. Praise God. And the stalled project once had momentum to it. The stalled project had life in it. The stalled project had wheels on it. The stalled project gave promising future. The small, the stalled project was projecting success, but it's stalled now. 
Zachariah is standing before his stalled project, and it seems as if it's a huge mountain. Holy Spirit, Pastor, praise God. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. This mountain shall be removed. Hallelujah. There is no mountain that can stand before the power of the Spirit of God. Praise God. Is your project on life at stall? God can clear the obstacle out for you. Praise God. The push that you get by the power of the Spirit has so immense power. Praise God. It could just obliterate the obstacle that stands before you. Praise God. It can give new lease to life. It can push in energy into you, allowing you to rise, praise God, into new heights. <laughs> Paul is saying, through your prayer, and through the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, it will be turned around. Look at your situation. Praise God. Number one, God wants you to turn it, turn yourself around. In other words, become flexible for God to use you. Number two, solicit the support of prayer. Number three, praise God. Open yourself up for the supply of the spirit power to flow into you and through you so that God can turn things around for you. Amen. Let me conclude. Praise God. Now, verse 20 and 21, this is what he says. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, live, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Check this out, guys. He's saying, listen, you know, why do I want things to turn around? Why do you want God to turn things around for you? Self-rejection? Popularity? Why? Here, Paul is saying, Lord, I know you're going to turn things around for me. But my ulterior motive is Christ should be magnified. Praise God. Every believer, every child of God should have one ultimate goal that is regardless of what Christ should be magnified. Success in life, Christ should be exalted. Success in ministry, Christ should be exalted. Success in business, Christ should be exalted. Excellence in service, Christ should be exalted. My God, 
when our vision, praise God, when our goals are clarified, meaning through every season, I want Jesus to be exalted. In other words, my life should be a platform for Jesus to protect him. Praise God. Life should be a platform where Jesus is projected, where Christ is exalted. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, life should be a scenario through every season, Jesus should be magnified. And the apostle says, whether I live or die, praise God, I want to see Jesus exalted. This season that you are in, can you start with the last step? Oh, we're going to do a reverse now. We're going to do a reverse. We're going to look into our own lives and say, Lord, you know, I see obstacles, and I want opportunities to come through. But before I even turn myself around, before I solicit for prayer, before I allow the Holy Spirit to work through me, Lord, I want the motives to be pure. I want Jesus to be exalted. Christ should be magnified. Put your right hand on your chest and tell him, Thank you. whisper into his ears, whisper into the ears of Jesus, tell him, Lord, I have so many agendas. But now today, before I even ask you to turn things around for me, I want to align myself and bring myself to a place where Jesus, I want you to be magnified through my life. Before you jumpstart my stalled project, before you pump fresh energy into me. Before you give me a new lease to life. I want Jesus to be exalted through my life. Whisper into his ears. You who look at obstacles and stand mesmerized. You who still look at obstacles and stand still. I want you to tell him, Lord. I want your name to be glorified. My life should magnify your name. Oh, Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to be on the track. I want, I want you to be exalted in my life. And now, I submit myself to you. 
Help me to turn around. Help me to realize that I need the support of others, the prayer support. Help me to realize that God has to pour His Spirit a fresh supply of power. Praise God. Hallelujah. And now I want you to look into that valley of dry bones. The impossible situations of your life. You think it's going to live? <laughs> Praise God. I want you to look at the stalled project. I want you to look at the flats that you have. I want you to look at that mountain that's before you. And I want you to turn around and look at your God. Praise God. If he's going to pour out the fresh supply of the power of God. Obstacles will serve to show the world what big, how big my God is. Your stalled project, praise God, will have a testimony. Your mountain will have a testimony. Your confinement will have a testimony. Your bleak season will have a testimony. Your scarcity will have a testimony. Your sick body will have a testimony. Your wants will have a testimony. That there is nothing impossible for God. God can turn anything around. Praise God. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Praise God. Wield our life to you. Work in us. Work for us work through us.